We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye hitting the solo recap of the Nets' first summer league game, a loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 101-97. We're going to jump to that and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. Also hit that subscribe button, drop a review, and give us a follow on Instagram at BrooklynBuzzPod. But getting into this one, obviously a summer league matchup. There's only so much you can take away, and we're going to focus on the rookies in this one. Dariq Whitehead, did not play and unlikely to play the first couple months of the season, so it'll be Noah Clowney and Jalen Wilson talking about those two guys. And we'll kick things off with Jalen Wilson, who didn't necessarily start super well in this game, but finished strong and had a really good third quarter. Finished with 17 points, 6 of 14 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 4 of 7 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 2 offensive, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and just really showcased a lot of his different abilities and some of the uniqueness to his game. You know, not an elite athlete, but showcased a craftiness and a skill to score in the paint, you know, utilizing contact and his hook shot. And I think focusing on the contact stuff, you know, doesn't necessarily have that burst or athleticism to get all the way to the rim, but like to initiate contact to either get to the free throw line or get a shot up. And I think that could be a positive and a negative as he moves into the NBA, obviously not going against your know, younger competition or smaller guys. You're going against grown men in the NBA. So, you know, I think you'll see certain matchups where it's successful, especially against guards. But when he's going against forwards and centers, he can get himself into some bad shots. It's going to be important for him to continue to add more to his layup package and also probably just get stronger so he can eat some of that contact, bounce off, and still get a shot up because you're not going to get free throws every single time. So that's one area that really stuck out with Jalen Wilson, and that matched up with a scouting report from college. And another thing that really stuck out was his activity on the boards. You know, finished this game with five rebounds, had two offensive, but also, you know, forced a, co- a couple loose ball fouls on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I thought that activity was something that really stuck out because, you know, as we've talked about on the buzz and many other podcasts, you know, as a role player in the NBA, you're not always going to get an opportunity to shoot the ball 14 times or have a high usage rate. It's going to be how can you impact other areas of the game? And I think he showcased some of those abilities and obviously, you know, a unique uh, career at Kansas where his last season, he was kind of the man, you know, a, a big part of the offense, had a high usage, took a lot of shots, but previously was more of a role player. So he had kind of the best of both worlds in terms of his development. And defensively for Jalen Wilson, looking at his game, I think, 
He understands that he's not the quickest athlete, and at times he can give too much of a cushion. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with switches or going against quicker guys in the NBA. You know, seems like he could be a little switchable, but at the same time, you know, speed and quickness could be an area that really hurts him because, you know, he might give up too much room at the three-point line, which happened tonight a couple different times. But overall, you know, I thought a really strong third quarter and second half from Jalen Wilson. It's going to be interesting how he expands on that in the rest of summer league. And just a quick touch on his three-point shot, one of five from three. You know, the scouting report on him was when he has space, he can knock it down. When it's contested or he has to speed up that release, he can't. And that was the case again tonight. So overall, you know, looking for progress on that shot, speeding up maybe the mechanics a little bit, and also playing with real NBA players and creators, he's going to get more open shots than what he saw tonight. But moving over to Noah Clowney, you know, wasn't a great performance for Clowney. There were some definitely positives in the second half, but finished the game with four points, one of nine from the field, one of seven from three, one of two from the free throw line, seven rebounds, one offensive, one assist, two steals, did have zero blocks and one turnover. You know, Clowney just looked like the raw prospect you expected. You know, a guy who hasn't even turned 19 yet, I will say was one of seven from three, but looked confident and comfortable launching from over there. You know, the one he did make, you know, it was a bad pass, took one dribble to settle down, knocked it down. And, you know, a lot of the threes were just short. They were online, which is always a positive as well. I think offensively, the Nets could look to get him more active and involved with rolling and slipping to the rim. You know, they actually utilized Jalen Wilson a little bit more in terms of rolling and slipping to the rim rather than Noah Clowney. So he spent a lot of time at the perimeter, which also limited his ability to be active on the offensive board. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him in the next game. You know, does he get more roll attempts? Does he, you know, hang out in the dunker spot a little bit more? Because one thing was apparent, especially in the second half, you know, he can get up and really become a huge long human. You know, he he became an obstacle defensively, you know, contesting shots, didn't have any blocks, but definitely was an impact down there. And even on the boards, you know, I think you saw how he needs to get stronger, but still was a guy that touched the ball at its highest point and wasn't always able to come down with it. But you love the fact that he was active and he also loved to put a body on guys on the boards. And I think that's something that's really important and something the Nets have lacked over the last couple seasons. So Clowney was raw and looked like a project and you know especially some areas in terms of uh, his dribbling and his ability in his you know ability with the ball how comfortable he was with the ball wasn't necessarily amazing you know how to look down to dribble a couple times which always is a, a negative thing when it comes to basketball but in terms of a, a positive I thought he was pretty good on passing you know kind of connecting on the perimeter just making that extra pass to the corner instead of taking the contested three so and, and defensively, in terms of his IQ, he was able to recognize plays and understand where to be. But similar to college, he was just kind of, you know, a second behind, a touch behind, whatever it was. If he got there a little bit sooner, he probably was making, you know, a highlight level play. And even sometimes he was still able to make the play. You know, one play that sticks out is uh, Amani Bates was going up for a lob. Clowney didn't recognize it at first, but he eventually did and he was able to utilize his length to deflect the lob attempt and that's just a, a small thing you know more reps more experience he's going to probably be able to make that play grab the ball you know create a fast break opportunity and it's just those small things and he's just a guy that needs a lot of development you know he only played 19 minutes in this game i don't know if that was more so due to conditioning or the coaches wanted to get looks at other guys but he's a guy that i think needs to play a lot of minutes you know he just needs reps as we talked about on previous pods you know he's just a guy that's gonna spend some time in the g league and hopefully just put up a lot of shot attempts get a lot of touches get a lot of defensive reps whatever it is because you can see some of the tools and the potential but his feel and understanding isn't fully there yet and also i think 
not having, you know, NBA veterans around to kind of get him in the right spot really hurts too. You know, it's not necessarily like they had a guy that was creating for everyone that racked up a ton of assists tonight. So, you know, when he plays with a real point guard, even a Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, that should probably help him moving forward. But overall, you know, he's an 18-year-old guy turning 19 soon. That has a lot of room to grow. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Moving off of Noah Clowney and Jalen Wilson, like I said, you know, Jalen really popped off in that second half. Clowney, very raw, had some positives, had some negatives. But moving over to David Duke Jr., you know, this is his third summer league and a guy that you really expected to have a a big first game, given his experience and what he's done in previous summer leagues. And really, it was a disappointing showing for David Duke Jr. And he's a guy that I've been high on and was expecting a big jump this summer. Only finished with 13 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover, and 8 fouls. And, you know, and it's just you wanted to see him come out and really dominate the game. You don't want to see him finish with 20-plus points, you know, rack up the assists, look comfortable and really dominant. But a lot of his opportunities came in transition, came with hustle plays, came with other guys creating. You know, still has the same issue where sometimes he gets in the paint and doesn't know what to do and forces up a bad attempt or throws a bad pass. And it's just like, you know, for him to really become an NBA role player, he needs to add more polish to his game. And it, it wasn't apparent. And obviously, this is only one summer league game, but you'd like to see more from him in all aspects. You know, you'd like to see him just really look look the part and look like a guy that doesn't belong in summer league. And that just wasn't the case in this one. Still, plenty of time for him to bounce back. And, you know, this is a, a pretty crucial stretch for his NBA career, hoping for that full NBA contract instead of a two-way spot. Right now, still looking like a two-way player. And I wouldn't even you know, lock in the fact the Nets would bring him back if he doesn't perform well in these next couple games. And another guy on a two-way contract with the Nets, Raekwon Gray. You know, Raekwon Gray is is more of an idea of a player. You know, he just doesn't necessarily have that polish. He has a lot of size to him, not necessarily length and height, but he's a thick guy, goes out there, can move bodies, has a little bit of skill in every area, but just doesn't have enough polish anywhere where you feel like that's a good skill for him. You know, it's unique that a guy his size can handle the ball, you know, dribble, pass, and do what he can do, but it's not at a great level. It's at a solid level, and everything he does is kind of solid, and defensively, you know, he doesn't get moved off his spot, but guys can just kind of shoot over him because he's not a great vertical athlete, and he just doesn't have a ton of length to his game. And at 24 years old, I'm not really sure what the plan will be for Raekwon Gray moving forward if the Nets, you know, want to 
continue to develop him or they look to move on maybe a raw raw prospect in one of those two-way slots. But other than that, you know, not really a ton to take away. Um, Looking at Armani Brooks, I thought, you know, he looked like a scorer. You know, that's what he did out there. He knocked down some shots. Maybe potentially could be a two-way guy, finished with 17, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. Did have six rebounds, two assists, one steal, three turnovers. You know, overall was solid. But nothing that, you know, he needs a two-way spot or an NBA contract. Looking at Kennedy Chandler, you know, his athletic pop definitely stuck out. You know, had the big block, had the nice finish inside. Uh, but 16 points, 7 of 16 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, and two turnovers. I think the most apparent negative for him is his lack of three-point shot and his size. You know, defensively. Guys didn't have much trouble getting past him and scoring over him. And three-point-wise, very reluctant to take those shots and just didn't look confident. And I think when you're a small guard, you really need to have that in your bag. And he just doesn't have that right now. You know, he can still develop it, but as of right now, didn't necessarily stick out to me as someone I want on the Nets. You know, I think some people are attracted to his athleticism, but I don't know if that's enough. Um, in terms of just a guy that stuck it off the bench, uh, Matt Lewis, you know, he finished with 14 points, 5-8 from the field, 2-5 of five from 3, 2-3 of three from the free throw line, 1 steal. You know, another guy that can just shoot and score, you know, was able to attack some closeout, knock down some threes, and just look solid. You know, nothing super impressive, but uh, someone to keep an eye on the rest of Summer League. And in terms of the other guys, no one really stuck out in my opinion, and this was the first game this group played together, and that was very apparent in the first half. Very sloppy first and second quarter. Third quarter, energy turned up. The ball movement was pretty good for this team overall, but was not able to you know, shoot at a really good rate. 11 of 35 from three, 37 of 88 from the field. And defensively, was very disconnected at different points, which is expected because, again, this is the first time this group has ever played together in a real game. So we'll see how they progress through the rest of Summer League and you know, if any guys take some major strides or jumps moving forward. But my biggest takeaway is, you know, Jalen Wilson and Noah Clowney are who we thought they were, you know, especially when they were drafted. You didn't expect Clowney to make some major jump between now and the draft. And Jalen Wilson, you know, you just want to continue to see him improve and double down on what he showed us so far. And maybe, you know, knock down a couple more threes and see what happens there. But That's it for Summer League. A quick touch on some free agency news that slightly impacts the Nets, and that's Dario Saric did sign with the Golden State Warriors, so Jack and I both very high on him as a veteran minimum signing and potentially what he could provide as a versatile big for this team and ability to stretch the floor. He's had success playing with Ben Simmons. No longer on the market. Would have been nice if the Nets could land him. And another guy we've mentioned in the past, Paul Reed from Philadelphia, restricted free agent, was sent an offer sheet from Utah around $8 million a year for three years with some um, interesting incentives in there that might restrict the Sixers from matching. But again, I don't think the Nets were ever going to offer Paul Reed around $8 million a year. So definitely uh, the center market is becoming more and more limited as the days progress. You know, the Nets might have to look to trade or maybe they feel confident in utilizing Dayron Sharp. It's going to be interesting to see how Sean Mark kind of Sean Marks plays out the rest of this free agency period. And also, you know, what else happens with the Dame Lillard trade? You know, is Tyler Hero ending up in Brooklyn or other, you know, Caleb Martin was mentioned as a, a potential potential trade piece heading to Brooklyn as well. Not sure if that was part of a bigger deal, a smaller deal, whatever it is. You know, I expect one or two more trades from the Nets, especially because we saw Edmund Sumner's guarantee date get moved back, I believe to July 15th. So he's a name that could potentially be cut or also used in a trade. So 
still a couple moves out there for Brooklyn. And as we know, a couple more uh, summer league games from this Brooklyn Nets team. Another one on Sunday night. We're going to try to recap all the summer league games, provide more and more content. As always, big thanks to everybody for listening. Check out the buzz on all streaming platforms.